0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Chris here with the Veteran Welding Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today. Today we have another veteran on the show. His name is Joe Lavois, and he was with Black Flag Tools. Once again, this is going to be another episode where it'll show you guys how you can repurpose your skills, how he has found success in doing so, and how he is doing it in an unconventional field. Veteran Welding is your go-to site for your off-road fabrication needs. Need some race-tested brackets, tabs, and trusses for your daily driver, weekend trail rig, or your full tube chassis? Veteran Welding has you covered. Need advice on which parts you should use for your project rig? Veteran Welding has you covered. Or do you wanna learn how to weld, but you can't find anybody to teach you because you really wanna start expanding your skill set for either work or your personal projects at home? Veteran Welding now has you covered with our online courses. Currently, we offer a TIG 101 course and we'll be adding a MIG 101 soon. For all of your off-road fabrication needs, head on over to veteranweldingcompany.ca. Hey everybody, if you're enjoying the show, please consider heading over to Patreon and supporting this channel. Doesn't matter how much you decide to support us with, it all goes straight into the show so we can sit there and spend more time on here helping you guys out, whether it's bringing you more interviews, talking to industry leaders, systems that we are developing, putting into place, helping you develop systems, manage your team. That's what we're here for, guys, is to help you out. So please, if you are getting value out of this, head on over to Patreon and help support us. Before we step off with today's episode, I want to say a thank you to our sponsor, Canada Welding Supply. If you guys are in the market for anything in the welding industry, head on over to CanadaWeldingSupply.ca. We use them for all of our consumables here at the shop, everything from MIG wire, TIG wire, grinding discs, zip discs, flap wheels, buffing wheels, you name it, they have it. Matt Crimmy and the entire team there are phenomenal, they're knowledgeable, and I highly recommend canadaweldingsupply.ca for all of your consumable needs. Hey everybody, how's it going? Chris here with the Veteran Welding Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today. Today we have another veteran on the show. His name is Joe LaVoie, and he was with Black Flag Tools. Once again, this is going to be another episode where it'll show you guys how you can repurpose your skills, how he has found success in doing so, and how he is doing it in an unconventional field. Um, so, Joe, well, first off, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hey. <laughs> it's good to be here, Frank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, why don't you give us a rundown of what got you into the military? We'll start off with that because that's common ground. Yeah that was a that was kind of a long time ago <laughs> I joined um,
1: four days after my 17th birthday in 98 I had a nice long illustrious career we took us to November 19th of last year so 2020 is when I when I finally decided to pull pole and leave uh, started out in the cadet Corps before that when I was a young buck uh, my dad served in Vietnam he was a Vietnam vet um, it's very hard to get stories upon what my dad actually did in Vietnam because my dad tend to embellish things a little bit, so we could never could get a straight story out of the guy. But uh, there, he was a Marine Corps vet, and uh, yeah, he went he went over. He was he was there during the Tet Offensive, but I don't know how long he was actually in country for or anything along those lines. Okay. Um, but we do know that he. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so basically, I was the only one of my brothers and sisters that, that decided that they were end going to end up joining. When I joined, it just kind of, I joined January 29th, and yeah, it just, it kind of went from there. I was with, the, I was a primary reservist my whole life. Um, I did a lot of Class B time. Um, yeah, a lot of Class B time. I primarily worked up in Meaford most of it, okay. but uh, like even during the year, during the rank four seasons and everything, um, I, I, I had a pretty good reputation going on mm-hmm. up there. Nice. Um, but primarily, I was Argyle and Sutherland. Highlanders of Canada their reserve unit out of Hamilton and then I moved up to Guelph and then from Guelph I joined the Royal Highland Fusiliers see if I see if I still wanted to do it and I spent uh, I, I want to say I spent about three years with those guys and I just figured I did it. I didn't have time with, with with family life with with the business that I had started and, and everything else there just wasn't there wasn't any more time to, to go out and essentially <laughs> essentially be a reservist anymore and just train to fight for an operation I wouldn't be you Know really interested in doing right now, anyway. So, okay, open up the line serials for the warrant officer, and off I went.
0: Yeah, okay. So, you got dual citizenship then, or no, no? I don't.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> no, that's a long story as to why I didn't, but the, the, my dad um, didn't earn money <laughs> really um, legally, okay. so he didn't really have a lot of. And the only tax time that he had was that limited amount in the Marine Corps. My father's passed and after his passing is when I went to go pursue the dual citizenship. But okay. America was basically more along the lines of you're either an American or you're a Canadian. We don't recognize dual citizenship. So there was really no there was no really real benefit as to hound hunting and hunting all that information down and fighting for it and I'm a proud Canadian. I'll always be a proud Canadian and <laughs> that's just where I'm at.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. No, the States were like that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So um, when did you start Black Flag Tools?
1: Black Flag Tools started in November of 2017. Um, I started it while I was still serving. Uh, I was just transitioning out of the Argyles at that time, going to the Royal Highland Fusiliers. Um, it, it was, I started out originally as a Mac Tools dealer. So basically I'm a mobile tool dealer. What my job entitles it, or entails is me going shop to shop to shop on a regular weekly, or now I've expanded to the point where I'm doing a bi-weekly basis uh, for most towns, but I'll go shop to shop. I cater to the automotive mechanics um i basically help them finance their tools so one of the advantages you get when you buy off me and you're a regular customer of mine is uh, instead of going and having to pay for that 600 dollars impact gun right off the hop i'll come bust it down in, a, in into payment terms so it's easier for for that new mechanic who's got to buy a wrench set an impact gun and socket set all that like uh pliers um side cutters all that stuff so i easily make the payments manageable so he can stay efficient in the trade and and learn his new skills,
0: and still keep food on the table. yeah, yeah, okay. So, how how did why selling tools? How did you get like? How did what was it like? No, this is what I want to do, and how did it present itself? I was coming
2: up
1: to the um. So I guess we got to go back a little bit further on that. So uh, yeah, in, in about two thousand two, in, in two thousand two, um. Being a reservist, I, I was kind of lost. I, I didn't really know what I... I didn't have a big angle on life. I, I really enjoyed the military. Um, but I didn't have any goals or aspirations. I, I, when I was 21 years old, I still... I just got my driver's license. So that kind of introduced me into the car scene. My mom was... Uh, she was blind in one eye. And she just didn't drive. Mm-hmm. So I had nobody... Basically I, basically, I grew up. My mom raised me. Um, my dad was obviously an American, as we discussed... Um, so he wasn't around. Um, my mom, my mom raised me 100%. But that made things go in the direction of like if I wanted a car, I had to go out and find a car. You know, my mom, my mom wasn't well off. She worked. That woman, that woman is a rock star. She worked probably. I, I, there was times she would easily work three, four jobs just to just to kind of keep food on the table and do everything that she can. Like that woman was a wonder woman. She worked for the board of education. She was a supply teacher allocator. Then she would work at a meat shop. And then she would she would like bartend at night or she did whatever uh, it was she did anything and everything oh and she was a lunch lady at, at a middle school like the, this woman busted her ass for me um, it, it taught me great work ethic. it taught me it gave me that ambition and drive to succeed and always be more right so now i have my own son uh and i just want the world for him he's actually able to play a video games <laughs> right now <laughs> so if you do hear a little clicking of the buttons that's, that's the only background noise we'll get
0: okay all right I, th- I think we'll be good um unless he gets pissed off and throws the controller across the room then i think we might have a issue but...
1: <laughs> no, no, no he's pretty he's mild he, he, he's mild tempered so far that's he'll good. be a teenager like me yeah. all that'll change but yeah so misguided totally Totally on the outside of things, not having any direction. I ended up getting my driver's license, and that was almost like a key change. That gave me an interest in vehicles and cars. So I, I kind of I, I got a job washing cars and being a being a lot boy at a BMW dealership. And then from there, I decided I wanted to be a, a technician. So I, I went down that technician route. Um, an opportunity came up where they were, BMW basically said like, we're not at the point of hiring an apprentice yet. Um, but we have this opportunity for you through a friend that if you want to go there, you could try truck technician, like a truck and coach tech.
2: Okay.
1: And at the time I was like, yeah, trucks are big. Trucks are easy. Like hanging around the shop, you know, like the mechanics don't like working on cars. They, they hate their lives generally. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's a high end car, like a Mercedes, like I, you know, yeah. like they just, they just hate it. They just, they're like, oh, that's a piece of garbage. But, um, so anyway, I, I, I took the opportunity and I went to a company called WJD. Uh, they were a transport truck company. They hauled primarily steel, but they, they did a lot of flatbed work. Um, from there, I, I, I basically signed up to be a truck and coach technician and ended up just not liking it and going back to the military. Then I ended up going back again. Because right? I wanted a stable, like I, I wanted stability. I didn't want constantly to constantly be going back and forth. And that's the benefit you get as a reserve soldier—you kind of pick and choose those contracts, right? You go away for the summer because you, you like the money, you like the the people you're working with, you, you like training troops and being part of that whole that whole industry. But go, I would always come back to the truck stuff. And then another opportunity came up in the truck world where I could go and get my license truck or uh, my truck, my 310J is what it's called. And that's your truck trailer technician. So that was more a lot more fabrication, and, and that kind of opened my eyes to to that to that world. Mind you, ninety percent of it was welding up old garbage trucks, <laughs> old dump trailers, old, like mm-hmm. pockets back on the side of steel, like a steel hauling trailers, like the pockets that go down the sides that they attach the chains to. So a lot of the fabrication came from that. We did get to build, or I, say, I should I say we a lot, but. build a lot i built a lot of trailers on my own to plug plumbed wirings and uh, pneumatic systems so it gave me a lot into that industrial market so from that angle that kind of gave me a background knowledge of tools and different tools to use i ended up just after my tour in 2010 i was in afghanistan i came back i actually finished my ticket Got put in charge of uh, a fleet of trailers at a company called Transport Sales and Service out of Caledonia, Ontario. It was Randy Slack, and I'll I'll say one thing, Randy Slack was, that guy who supported me in my military career 100%. He let me dial back, he even let me dial back to where I was working like like an extended class A, so I would get, you, you know, you'd work... More than your what is it, 16 days a month or whatever that you can do on a class day, yeah. he would actually let me work 16 days a month with the reserves and do a mi- limited schedule at the at the shop. And that that guy was that guy was also a big big that's, change in my career as well. That's hard to find. Um, oh, it, it, it's so hard to find. He gave me as much time off as I ever wanted or needed for the military, and just the most just understanding completely. But at any rate, enough. <laughs> to Randy Slack like. Uh, he, he I, I, it's likely he won't ever hear this podcast, but you know what? He did, he did a lot of favors for me. So, and he worked with me a lot, and I got nothing but good things to say about that guy. Um, then from there, I went back to the military again, and I just started working full time gigs. Um, yeah, I, I just went higher, and eventually, it just came to a spot after I got that, after I got my license, an opportunity came up where I saw tools. Was uh, they were looking for franchisees for the like Burlington area, and when I so I got on so I was still working at Range Control up in Meaford at the time, and I, I thought this, this could be a plausible opportunity. And what ended up happening was I was in a position to sell my house; I had good equity in it, um, and, and to basically go into business just cash at that point. Um, sold the house, bought the Mac Tools franchise, and basically started black flag
0: industries at that time okay nice so when you were selling mac tools were you did do you have to fly the like say like you know mac tools down the side of your truck and one thing and the others or can you say you know black flag tools or industry sorry and you know sells mac tools snap on one thing the other blah, blah blah how does how does that work <laughs> Or was it just like a, an accounting no, thing? No, it, it's more or less an accounting thing, right? Like okay. Black Flag Industries was always the parent
1: company to whatever. It, it, it's not my idea just to have one thing. Um, I want to have multiple things. It, it, I, I'm pretty sure I have, I, I know for a fact that I've been diagnosed with ADD. So I always have to have something in place. Yeah. Um, when, when things are moving, and like that's what keeps me interested, and that's what. It keeps my idle hands. If I was ever told to focus on one thing, I can't. It's just that's just not me. That's not my style. I have to do more than one thing. And with that, too, like when you expand out and do more than one thing, that that opens up doors and opportunities for everything else. And that just makes you a better person at the end. I'm 40 years old. Like the opportunities that I've had just by just by running around in circles. Some days it just comes up, and everything seems to be benefiting
0: right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice so but to answer your question yes i
1: have mac tools on the side of my truck <laughs> okay
0: all right so you're sitting there and you started black flag tools uh you're selling mac when you first kicked off how did you find that transition were you finding it like super easy or were you like, Fuck, like there's a problem here there's a problem here i can't figure this out i can't figure that out." Um, Were you able to sit there and reuse your warrants skill set? Like, for, because you, it's not so much leadership because you're a one man show, correct?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. I I might be a one man show, but my customers are number one. Like, it's not me that puts food on my table, it's my customers, 100%. And where that military side really played into effect is, you can be more sympathetic and compassionate to guy's situation when they can't afford to pay you that day, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what set me uh, set me aside from a lot of the franchise. Like your Snap-on guy, your Snap-on guy wants that fifty dollars a week, and he doesn't care what your excuse is. That's not your problem. He's got he's got bills to pay and food to put on his table. You know what I mean? Whereas whereas me, I, I I always looked at the bigger picture of things. Where you know this guy might not pay me this week, but I know this guy's paying me cash. Like this week for that tool, like for that big purchase. So that offsets the guy that can't afford it one day. So if if I always kind of, as a tool guy, if I always approached it in that compassionate, like instead of like, hey, you know, I just lost my job, or I'm getting laid off for a week, or my wife just got laid off. It's it's a hey, no, don't like, don't worry about me this week, brother or, or or sister. Like. We'll get it handled. Um, we'll catch back up. Like, don't worry about this week's payment. We're gonna carry on. Uh, don't worry, I'll get it out of the next guy. Like, it just says a lighthearted joke, and you always just offer that hand too. I've ha- I've had technicians go like, yeah, like my basement's flooded, I- I- and I have to I have to repair this. Like, I can't I can't afford to pay you this week. It's like, is there anything I can do to help or contribute, man? Like, le- like here here here's a hat, here's a t-shirt, here here's some freebie. Just you know, I know things are junk right now, but. Here's something to give back to you. And I think in the long term that 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 paid off. And it really when I transitioned out of being a franchisee, like where I was with a big powerhouse like like Mac Tools, when I transferred and went completely on my own and started Black Flag Tool Sales, then when Black Flag tool sales kicked off, it, it really helped that transition. Like the guys were like, Okay, he's selling cheaper tools right now, but I don't want junk. I want I want that Mac stuff and who's gonna warranty my stuff and, and, and those questions come up with the technician. So yeah, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of difference, but then now it's back to the point of educating the guys. Yeah, like your snap on tool, like that tool is made by a company called Lang, right? So if we if I put a Lang side by side with it. It's the exact same part numbers, exact same tools, it's the exact same stamp. And then now the guys have become more accustomed to that I, I through no ill intention, but guys don't seem to be successful around me right now. Yeah. So, so and, and, and business is starting to go. Like, I only started Black Flag Industries when COVID started. Or Black Flag um, Tool Sales when COVID started last year. I went, March 31st is when I went independent away from the franchise.
0: Okay. Holy <laughs> shit. talk about trial by fire
1: <laughs> oh yeah what Mac tools was great for and, and when i got into it was it goes back to your question about what 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 what's what skills and and drills that i use basically from the military to bring into into my industry to make it successful a lot of it's just taking care of your guys beans and bullets you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then when and then with the franchise, the franchise took care of me. They showed me how to do things. They showed me how to collect. They showed me the, the consequences of my actions if I, if I make a bad call or, or, or what can happen and how to process tool payments, um, tool education. Because there's a lot of tools I don't know a lot about. Like a lot of the welding stuff that I'm sure you deal with, I don't know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like> so, so <laughs> you know, those, those trade shows and, and what they gave me was also invaluable to the business itself.
0: Okay, nice. Nice. So when you let, – let, let's actually kind of take a half step back then um, before we move forward. You you mentioned the, the payment side of the house. How did that work then? How did you sort that out when you went solo? Because the way my mind's going right now, the way I'm thinking about it, is when you were flying the MAC flag, they pretty much – Like You gave them X amount of money. They went, boop, here's your franchise, here's the rule book, and here's the playbook. So when you're collecting things, when you're setting things up, so on and so forth like that. Along with that setup, I'm assuming there was the the banking side of it because they have some sort of financing department. I'm not sure if they use a bank or... Well, I guess Mac is big enough. They could probably just do it themselves. But how did you sort that out for your company when you left? Because you'd have to start over again from scratch. Would you not?
1: Um, yeah, yes and no. This is going to be a little secret about this. This is going to be taking you guys behind the velvet rope a little bit of, uh, of the big tool companies. A lot of these big tool companies, your MacOs, your Mac, your, your snap ons. Um, those, those trucks are, are kind of they're franchisees. Their money is their own. So you have to purchase a certain amount of Mac tools, right? So I have to make, in, in a month, I think I have to make at a minimum $2,500 in purchases from Mac a month. Other than that, they can basically discontinue my franchise. So there's other companies like uh, G2S. So if I were to, if as a Mac tools guy, I have a G2S catalog at my side. Mac has their WD, which is like a lot of like your OTC, your Lyle, uh, your X, your Grey Pneumatic, all those kind of things too. And it, what can be enticing is when you start as a franchisee start financing that stuff so now you're you're giving yourself three tool bills right um with the with with mac as long as you purchased how much like whatever amount off of mac tools as long as you purchased that minimum amount they didn't care what you did what you sold or whatever so i could have carried i could have carried bolt action coffee back then i could have, you know i could have carried my own swag line and I, I did carry a little bit of g2s at the end but it was uh, i Mac gave me all the marketing tools that I needed to sell Mac tools. So when I buy Mac tools, so with the financing, the guy finances from me, it's, he's not financing through Mac unless he's going through Mac credit. Right. And Mac credit is done. I I, I can't even tell you the issues that they had with Mac credit and, in that, but say a guy bought a $10,000 toolbox off me. I'm not, I'm not taking that $10,000 $10, toolbox out, out of my pocket. You know what I mean? He can't afford the payments that I want. Yeah. So then it goes to, a credit see after that. But as, as far as like your tools on your trucks, your impact guns, your air hammers, your sockets, your screwdrivers, all that stuff is financed through me. So basically I'm the one assuming all the risk. And that's where a big company like that benefits from these guys. Ah, okay. Yeah, so when, so when I transferred out, when, when i when i when i left black flag or when i left mac tools started black flag tool sales right black flag industries basically just took all that debt that i had and i had all that information processed stored away in computer systems um everything there basically when i showed up the next <laughs> when i showed up the next week with the black flag raised man like it, it, their payments <laughs> the phone number that the email that they were using for their uh, for their e-transfers because a lot of guys will pay through e-transfer, all of that stuff was, was just it, it, it just all carried over, just a different flag on
0: the ship, man. That is okay. That that's awesome, then. That's really good. So you so you were really really able to use Mac Tools as a stepping stone to get to where you are today. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So
1: so what my ultimate dream was was to have a Mac Tools core truck. And then I would have a black flag satellite running around it basically. So when, when, when you're with the franchise, you have a sandbox. You can only play in your sandbox. And if there isn't no, a Mac Tools guy in the next sandbox, like you assume the risk of when, when Mac Tools puts that guy in that area, then you lose those customers. So you lose that, that money, you lose all that stuff. Ooh. Yeah, so, so going outside of my sandbox was a no go. But now, what what happened was Mac Tools. I wasn't happy with dealing with Mac Tools at the end of the at the end of my cycle there. Yeah. Um, the, the, the prices really increased. They they got one of the one of Mac's things was they're a great tool. They're a fantastic tool. Um, I I would say a lot of tools from Mac are actually better than Snap On, just from just from my field experience. And then um, but but. It, it, they got on the same price and then but what Mac's advantage was was they were cheaper than snap-on for just as good of quality to like the same ballpark and, and that's what it was but mac could never do a good job at keeping guys in their territory whereas snap-on always had that that the guy from head office that even if they didn't have a snap-on dealer they had a corporate guy coming in and servicing the area whereas mac didn't okay. and that's where a lot of the information from these guys comes from
0: okay yeah, no. W- when you were talking about the sandbox there, it kind of makes me wonder. So when I when I first kicked off um, being an apprentice, the guy, the shop that I worked at, they had both a Mac and a Snap On guy stop there. Um, never on the same day. I wonder why. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we'd sit there, and uh, he, John, the Mac guy, he'd sit there, and you'd see him in Calgary, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. And now that I'm, like, way outside of Calgary, where I live and where we're doing the show now, um, you still see him, like, way the hell out here. And it's just like, mm-hmm. what are you doing out here? Like, he he goes all over the place. Like, even, like,
3: yeah.
0: south down to, um, not Langdon, uh, Lethbridge, from what I hear. And yeah. I was talking to my buddy at Cascade Carriers there, the first place that I ever worked when I got out. And uh, they're like... Yeah, no, he he goes wherever he wants. He doesn't care about the the staying in your sandbox thing, and it's just like, okie dokie. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you got you got to remember the territory I'm in, though, right? So, like, so
1: so Calgary, yes, it's it's one of our bigger cities here in Canada, but but at the same time, like they're not they're not butted again in GTA. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like yeah. so, I like Burlington, like that Golden Horseshoe doesn't stop. And even when you get out here into the Ontario Sticks, like, the Ontario Sticks are Guelph, Cambridge, St. George. Like, there's a lot of industry out there. So I had to be careful. Like, Cambridge is a big city. Like, Cambridge is – Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, that little tri-city area, Mm -hmm. it's big. Like, I I couldn't cover it all. But there's a guy, one of my good friends, he's up in northern Saskatchewan. And that guy, as a Mac Tools dealer, that guy, like, stays in hotels some nights because he drives so far away from home.
3: Yeah, like –
1: yeah, but he incorporates that into the cost of his operation.
0: Right? Okay, all right. Hmm. Well, good to know. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Wow. All right. So, so I guess next question then in the in the chain would be, what tools are you carrying then? Like for or not tools? Sorry, let me rephrase that. What are you carrying on your truck then? That that separates you. From the Mac guys and one thing and the other, like that?
1: We all carry about the same thing it's just that the price that the mac guy can get it for isn't comparable to the price that i can get it for right so if the mac guy buys that great pneumatic socket set from from wd or from mac tools mac tools is taking their cut on top right which often drives that mark that price point way up but brands that i carry i got otc sonnex lyle milwaukee milwaukee's coming out with a whole bunch of automotive stuff they just released their sockets their impact sockets their hand socket sets they have a great little 90 ratchet um, and they're really trying to cut into that automotive market. Um, but GearWrench, um, yeah, the, the, the uh, Mighty Vac, um, Induction Innovations—like um, uh, basically, if, you, if it's a tool and you want it, you're gonna—you can. I could probably source it for you.
0: Okay, and then, but then you're also carrying other things on there too, like um, Bolt Action Coffee. correct? Boltac.
1: Yeah, so so bolt action, which I gotta place another order on today. Um, that that's selling great. I, I, it's coffee and mechanics. It goes hand in hand with each other. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of the tool guys can't get over the fact like, oh beef jerky, beef jerky's the way to go. I'm like, buddy, like
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Coffee's the man pajama. Oh, that's yeah. the way. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah. So and then and then I've complimented it. we like, and I'm complimenting it with my own kind of apparel line right now. I'm doing the apparel line with with Bushwookie. He's the one that kind of got me into it. Um, he got me set up. He's another veteran organization. Uh, he got me into the apparel stuff. And, and now, like, so we the mechanic industry as a whole with COVID, it went down a dark, dark path. Um, normally, typically. Your February months are, are the quietest because people are paying off their Christmas bills and then they're getting ready for their March vacations. So technicians aren't really buying a lot of tools unless they need it. Now you compound that with COVID and backordered parts.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: this was like people aren't driving their cars. Auto body auto body shops. Nobody's smashing their cars up. Like the, the layout. I probably in of my customer base, which is around. 400 dudes i'd say my customer base i want to say at least 20 or 30 of those guys got laid off and the guys that they lay off are your apprentices they're not your senior technicians gonna fix it right the first time you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're those guys that are more comfortable in their life that aren't living at home with their mom you know what i mean those are the guys that they're laying off and typically those are the guys that are buying off me so the, the business the business was i got kicked in the nuts a little with this covid thing but um as as the restrictions are 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 easing up i guess we'll we'll let it we'll let it say or
0: you guys yeah, just all, went back it, into lockdown
1: yeah we did go back into lockdown but the government had it's nonsensical in the way they're doing it so basically it's like hair hairstylists and gyms right now are the only guys really getting hammered like because the mall's Fuck. still open you know what i mean all these big box stores are still open so
0: because C- that makes sense can... Yeah,
1: no, and, and that's typically what we're seeing here in Ontario. The grocery stores still open, Costco still open, IKEA is still open, like uh, all these places. People are still out there spending money, so people are still going. The, I I, f- I find that everybody's still staying at work. Whereas a year ago, when we first got into this, we were all we we saw all the dead people lying in the streets of China. You know what I mean? Just dropping dead everywhere, and they, they scared us into that point. Like I, I'll admit, I was scared too. I'd go grocery shop. I was the only one going grocery shopping out of this house. Yeah, you know what I mean. I come home, shower, Sarah, make me hot tea so the infection gets swallowed up by that hot tea you know what i mean like like we like we didn't know what to expect and then as a business owner you study the numbers you see the consequences you you, just always mindful you can kind of you see from the numbers and you see from but nobody can predict how silly the government can be at times
0: yeah yeah which the army kind of prepared us for that
1: Yeah. So there's there's that good planning and preparation, like a good warrant officer that
0: you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um keeping your
1: officers in line.
0: Yeah. So that that's actually I'm I'm kinda glad you brought up the the COVID. So how did you 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 know it it took you out about twenty to thirty customers, correct? So how how did you or what are you doing moving forward to help mitigate that and reach a wider audience?
1: so that gave me an opportunity to build the website, which is lackluster at best right now.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: um, there's very few tools on there. It's more, it's more apparel driven. Um, the funny thing is I started the website, I, you know, I, I kind of created it. I didn't sell one tool on there. So that, that, like as a, as a human that dejects you a little bit, right? You're like, okay, we'll just, we'll just keep it a swag for now. Like it, it put that swag on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm gonna eventually hire somebody and because I can't do that one on my own. Um, my following on Instagram is primarily better
2: at organizations, yeah. So, the, what I'm gonna put on that website
3: is, is to kind of cater to more to them. So, like, I'll carry Columbia River knives, I'll carry sun, like um, spy sunglasses. Um, yeah, like, so we'll start with those kind of things first. We'll add about 30 products. I'm planning on adding 30 uh, products on the next go, but yeah. So that really, with, with COVID, that that kind of ate up some of my time and filled in the gaps. Because I'm a tool guy and I'm in the tool industry and, and, and that is uh, that's a that's an essential market. Uh, I was able to go into shops, but given what the market was doing, um, seeing how families were reacting to stuff, any 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 idiot can go into a shop and hand a guy $600 impact and say, yeah, pay me next week. But that guy's financial situation probably isn't as good, like his wife's laid off or it's not working or, or, you know, he's got to pay for that extra babysitter if he is an essential worker, if he can find one. Things get up and people tend to,
1: like, when they don't know what's going on, to support themselves back. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I wasn't going to
3: get collection terms on those. So a lot of stuff like that. I just put the business on hold, which was a smarter play because while I wasn't there, these other guys put that money on the street, and then when, when the market started coming back in February, January, February, right when the kids started going back to school, like, these guys couldn't afford they couldn't afford their bills anymore, and or they were laid off,
1: and then those school guys that, that went out there and was like, yeah, I have to keep working. Uh,
3: like I just I just got, was fortunate enough. To be able to, to dial it back for a minute, stay at home, take care of my kids, which, which was awesome to do with all the help at homeschooling. But this third lockdown, like this third round, it's not going to be a thing that I, that I can actually do. Like, I, would, like I wouldn't, I would you know, I, I, I'd be in trouble if I didn't. I'm not going to say I'd go out of business because I don't believe that's the case, but
0: mm-hmm. I'd
3: say it, it, it would be a bit more of a struggle.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, while you were che- Chin wagon there. I was, uh, I went on your website. It's, it's not too bad. It's, it's, it's starting to grow. It's starting to develop. So, (laughs) yeah. It needs, it needs some love. It just needs a little bit of tender love. Yeah. Okay. Nice. No, I, I, dear Lord, you look like a, like you're fucking 13 or something like that. That picture of you with, is that you that in Afghanistan? Versus, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you look like you're about <laughs> yeah. 13 in that photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll
3: never. I don't think I'll never not have a beard again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was actually one thing my wife actually said. She's like, in, in our wedding vows, she's like, if you ever alter your beard without my permission, it's done. It's like, okay. I, I, I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: completely fair.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Nice. So, on your website then are, are you gonna offer the same options as your tool truck or like payments and stuff like that or is it going to be a different route where it's just like you know, if you want the tool you buy the tool end of story you
1: gotta, unfortunately on the website you got to buy the tool if I'm not there on a weekly or bi-weekly basis to shake you down for money then then that's not, that's not a risk I can really that's and if things go and if things go haywire this does pick up to a point where I have to manage that website. Like, I have to charge
3: full price because it, it might, like, if at any given time I can have, you know, I got my highest. I think I want to say I had around ninety thousand dollars on the street. So there was ninety thousand dollars of people that old people. Yeah, and, and that was as a Mac guy. Right now,
1: as an independent guy, I'm running around probably more closer to the thirty, anywhere from twenty to
3: thirty thousand on the street.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. No, the re- the reason I'm asking is because I um. So bluebell that fifty four fifty one Ford that I'm working on that I told you about, um, I'm I'm looking at getting the seats for it, and I'm just I, I was, was just scrolling through the PRP website I think it was PRP, anyway, and they had this I think the com- I think the company was called a firm, is the one that they sat there yeah a firm and you you can finance the seats through them their seats I'm just going to buy them flat out but it was just one of, it was just something that I was just made me think if it was going to be an option that yeah. you were going to carry. Oh,
3: yeah. You know, like, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed at all to working with,
1: with, with a, like, a credit agency or anything. But that's, like, I'm, in, I'm a sole independent dude right now, man. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's hard to keep up where I'm always on the moot. I'm always on the road. Like, it's just... It's, it's difficult to be a one-man operation, and, and, and you know like i, I want to do things like expand expand my sales to like amazon area. i say don't buy off amazon don't support jeff bezos but
3: i don't mind if he gets a cut if i'm getting a cut too right so yeah <laughs>
0: now wh- he, he, here's food for thought why would you shop why, why would you do it on amazon because per- personally like we're i don't ever want to sell on amazon because i don't How can I explain this? We can't put the custom touch onto it. So like when somebody buys from us, um, we always send like a little care package along with it. Like it's, it's a handwritten note saying, Hey, thank you so much for, for purchasing from us, blah, 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 blah. Cheers. Chris reader kick today in the face. Um, I'll throw in some stickers. One thing and the other like that with Amazon. I, I guess the, the business way to say it is, is you wouldn't own your customers. They would. And that's, Mm -hmm. How do you, does that matter to you, or like that's not the right way to word it? But you, you you know what I'm getting at.
1: When you're doing when you're when you're remaking an audio
3: product, or, or or you send something out, like I, I don't want to sell my swag on Amazon. There's no point in me selling my swag on
2: Amazon. Okay.
3: Um, if, I push, if I'm pushing out an IR impact gun. On Amazon, right? There's no personal touch to that. That thing was made where it was made, and it's coming to you, and it'll be there in, in, a, in a day or two. You know what I mean? Like, that does. If they order something off my website, then maybe I'll be a little more a little more intimate with it. Or, if they're one of just my current client base, right, and they just need it in a pitch, I can send them an Amazon link and be like, yeah, it'll ship to you instantly. Oh, okay. Like, so they don't have to buy weekly to get it from me, right? And right now, so.
1: Primarily, first things first is I'm working from
3: with, with, with a couple of my vendors
1: right now where I can have it have whatever customer like. So, say I want to ship something to you, Chris. I want it there in a day or two. You know what I
3: mean? My vendor will make sure it gets to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the ship I have with them. Um, I'm not going to be able to put that note there because it's going to come direct from warehouse to me. Yeah. Right? So, it's coming from a warehouse. I don't care if it's Amazon's warehouse. As long as that customer's getting
1: that tool. As fast as they can for fair market value, it's inconsequential to me. And the
3: stuff that I do put out, I, I don't have any more warrant, any warranty issues. With it. You know what I mean? If I
0: do, they're few and far. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. It was just curious on on your take on it. I, I like it. I like um, it because it's yeah, putting the customer yeah. first. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, something
3: personalized like one of my shirts. Yes, I I, 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 absolutely want a piece of that. Like that, that, that's my like somebody's putting something on that's mine. Yes when I see like, people like, have, like doing their family photo and they're wearing something on horseback riding. they're all like oh I'm out for a nice walk and just wearing one of my hoodies." So I'm just like this is awesome like the, the point of flying that comes from that is just and it's like that, that, that's, that's my touch somewhere and somebody somebody, somebody thinks they're pulling cool up to wear my stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah no
0: so I hate anyway,
3: yeah yeah, no. just, like, yeah. I, just, I just kind of think of this too um, uh, tactical kind of battle it's yeah yeah uh were on the call, you on the call at all? No the first
0: call no I oh. wasn't I, I plan yeah. on being on the second one. I think it's coming up here in the next day or, week, week or two, sorry. Yeah.
3: Like that guy put together that network and uh, my view was one hundred percent like FTF Bezos. you know, yeah. buy off my buy, buy off my truck and like wait that extra week. One I'm gonna get it to you for a comparable price, break it up into payments. But
0: now, somebody that was on that call, he kind of was like, "Well, no, no,
3: don't don't put it
0: like that. Don't just pull out."
3: And he kind, of,
0: he, he, he kind of, he kind of, highlighted. It was he's got a point." So now it's something I'm looking into. Whereas I was already working on that option. Yeah. Through my vendor, right off the top of the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, that's
3: that's how you and I met was through uh, through John. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I said, I'm
0: yeah no okay cool. Um, what other tools or um, veteran apparel or what what are you looking at carrying on your your truck moving forward? Like what what are your, some of your goals to be able to say hey I carry this or hey we support these guys stuff like that. Well you got to be careful
3: because you don't want I don't want a general store on you know, the so I I still want to maintain. Yep. right. Something like Foxy but with those bolt action guys. Um, they treated me real well. Um if I had, if I have enough fun to tell or or if I see a market for it, I, I kinda wanna have like a beard product 'cause a lot a lot of fabric technicians and like that, with a beard brand. You know, like and it it's quite trendy right now. So if I can carry a brand like that, but that like that's they gonna go they go, have fantastic product, like just I that's gonna go land okay, busting. I wouldn't see the like I want to carry them on my truck, but I don't know if I have the, the actual margin to carry them on my truck, right? Yeah. Um, with the support those, I want to buy cash. You know, what, like, you know what I mean. Like, buy cash, fills their pockets right away, and it's up to me to it's up to me to really push that product after. Uh, but with the apparel, who got me, who primarily essentially got me into the uh, into the apparel I'm like, uh, you know, there's creativity involved in that that, that he has. Um, him getting into that. I'd like to see this is some of his hair on it, truck. Too. Yeah. yeah, maybe like a, like a, a small, nice flashlight, stuff like that, like, you know, you have enough But like, right? my, my dear, like I said, the technician's there, you know, it's very limited to the things you can be interested in. Um, as far as veteran organizations go, if anybody ever wants to try something out on my truck, like, if they got, like, new T-shirts or something like that. I just buy hats and T-shirts.
1: I've sold a bunch of Bushmookie hats, like, right. They just, they like it. So, yeah. We'll
0: and carry it as long as it sells. Yeah, we'll carry and it. Bush nope. Oh. Sorry? Oh. You're good, brother. Oh, okay. I thought you said, whoa. Like, you told me to stop. I'm like, uh oh, bad audio. No, I was, saying, I was
3: saying, whoa. I was saying, whoa,
1: because sometimes when I get going and yapping, I just don't shut the hell
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But anyway, uh, Bushwookie, he's, I've only heard of him, correction, I've only heard of the, I've heard the term Bushwookie, it's a common army term, but the company, yeah. I've only heard of that within the last, like, week, maybe, and he, where, so, where is he located, is he, is he in Alberta, or is he, so
1: he, he lives in Welland, he's trying to get his um, apparel line going in Hamilton right now, okay, Um. he was with the, he was with the PPCLI, uh yeah he he was with the Argyles too I've known Dave for a, a lot of years um so yeah we were Argyles together but he's trying to get things going with that so he's, he's got a pretty good follow he's a pretty entertaining guy he's 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 just an all-around good dude to have around too so
0: nice okay yeah, yeah. no I've been following him and I I I remember giggling at Bushwookie. I could, just because it's been so long since I heard it, and I seen it scroll through on Instagram, I'm like, I giggled, and Sarah's like, "What?" Well, I'm like, <laughs> "Bushwookie." She's like, "What? <laughs> what the hell is a bushwookie?" <laughs> yeah.
3: So yeah, so he's actually—I
1: he, I could say with absolute certainty that he's kind of pushed me more into this this veteran side of things as well, right? Yeah. I've, I've been um as a retired as a retired warrant, I've been fairly critical of the military. Like, very critical of the government lately, very critical of the military lately. Um, very proud veteran, though. Very, very, look, I'm very happy to be Canadian. Though at times, it, you know, with the way that government kind of acts, talks to us, treats us, the NDP right now are proposing to get rid of the military. Like, I'm very critical of things like that. Um, how they're handling COVID, I'm critical of. You know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that makes me proud to be a veteran, but not proud to be a veteran. And, and he's the one that really that really is getting me out of the shell and be like, yo, oh, go, go check this veteran. Out and go, go, go check. The, and it's like, Oh my God. And this, this network of dudes and, and ladies that I've, that, that I'm getting involved with now. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like this is a whole community that I just, I, I, it's, it, it's not a community I want to tap into. It's a community I want to be part of. Yeah. It, I
0: think, I think a safe way to say it. Cause I was, I was the exact same thing as you. I was not a Warren. I was a corporal, But it's the exact, there there was a long period where it was just like, if anybody asked me if I was in the military, it was, I, nope, nope. Like, I I was just so infuriated with how things were going. And then somebody's just like, dude, be proud of what you did. You don't need to be proud of what they're doing now because you're not part of that. You're part of, you were part of this over here. And it's just like ah okay so that was like a huge relief there but also being around other like-minded individuals like that where it's like yeah we're not part of we're not part of what's going on right now but this is what we went through and this is a common ground that we we've all shared and from then on it was just like ah okay here we go and it was a huge huge breath of fresh air like same thing with you. Like you. Like like the, the group you guys are hanging around with in Ontario is like the uh, TCBG guys and all that. Whereas out here, it's the, the guys that I'm hanging out with are um, uh, the Wayfinders Wellness Ranch. And they're, it's a group of not just vets, but it's, uh, well, they're all vets, but they're like EMS guys, actual military vets, stuff like that. So it's, it's a different but similar crowd. And it's one of those things where it's like, just like you said, I don't want to tap into it. I want to help it. I want to be a part of it. I want to help it grow. And it is just—it's a huge breath, huge breath of fresh, yeah. fresh. You know what I'm trying to say? I can't get the words out right now. Yeah, we brought the fresh air. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, uh, along with that, it's—you know—I I know that unless I'm doing something to the effect, which is also a goal that I have too, is I want to get veterans. In- Guys transitioning out of the military into more blue-collar trades because I just that that's that's kind of where we belong. If we can if we can make art, something into art or we can actually create something, I think that 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 gives soldiers a, a sense of purpose.
0: Oh, um, you're 100 percent right.
1: It, yeah, but with other than other, other than feeding them tools, like I, I really have nothing for them. So I, I think. I think within the veteran market, like I, I'm gonna end up doing a lot more barbecue stuff. Um, I can barbecue charity events. I can, you know, so I'm working on my grill game right now,
3: and yeah, we're
1: hoping <laughs> to just get that, get that up and going too. Like I don't, I don't ever think Black Flag Tool Sales is gonna be something that's gonna really be able to help with the veteran market, but I think barbecue can, because like, there, there's something about a pit and a flame and just good meat and sitting around a circle, whether that just be gabbing, um, helping a guy through. Through something else, or just helping an organization raise money to bring awareness. You know what I mean? Like, there's more avenues that I can service the the veteran community, and through through barbecue, and that's that's my that's my side passion. Yeah. Other than my kids and my family.
0: Yeah. No, (laughs) I think you'll be surprised. You'll you'll be surprised that where opportunity will come from. Like. Yeah. Like I like I never anticipated being part of this Wayfinders group. And, uh, Todd Heisey, I don't know if you know him. He runs, uh, the veteran hunters and, okay. and anyway, he, he was holding, um, a, uh, a 3d archery tournament and it's just like, I haven't shot my bow in like three, four years. This is going to be interesting. Anyway, I sat there. Luckily enough, my skills weren't that rusty and took third place. But the, so in the morning we did one round with whoever you wanted to partner up with. And then in the afternoon they partnered you with, um, your, uh, whoever you cl- score closest with. And the guy that I was teamed mm-hmm. up with was Bryce Talzma. He's one of the founders of the wayfinders. And the entire time, like we, I shouldn't say the entire time, half the time was just like business stuff where it's like, we're talking. And it's just like, dude, and then we can, and then and he'd feed off of that. And it was like that super energetic, like business talk that I love. And it's just like, okay, we're, we're, we need to talk outside of this and then the other half of it was just me hating his guts because he's one of those guys that when he wants to get you laughing he'll get you laughing so fucking hard that you'll get a migraine (laughs) and that's exactly what he did (laughs) but it it was just one of those events where it's just like I I went there with zero intention of talking business like I the entire time was like I'm not going to talk business to anybody they asked me what I do I weld that's all I do but it was awesome. Yeah. So,
3: yeah,
1: it's, it's it's done nothing but give me good opportunities, like be on a podcast, take me out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Kind of like,
1: like rambling a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that you know what though that that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. So, all right. Well, is there anything uh, that we didn't cover that you want to hit? Anything? Anybody you want to say hi to or anything like that?
1: No, no, just, just TCBG. Like the, he he's done phenomenal things for the community. And I, I think everybody needs to, I, I think the whole of us need to, to bring attention to his catalog and, you know, just making sure that if you do know a veteran that's getting into business, that there a lot of tools and resources for those guys getting into business and transitioning out are right there with, with TCBG. Bush Bucky, uh, he he's starting to get really start focusing on his own thing, um, coming into himself and starting to push product. So, uh, you know, anything you can do to help that guy, just kind of jack him up. If you need T-shirts, apparel, anything along those lines, little stamps on cups, and he's getting into the, um like, um What's it called? Uh, ballistic plate carriers and a lot of that tactical gear as well. So he he's he's trying to open up his storefront right now, and I'm gonna do whatever I can to help that guy out too. Uh, other than that, just just yeah, just everybody just keep supporting each other, keep pushing through, even if you don't like a guy, just give him a nod of a hat every once in a while. And, you know, that 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 just ends up helping somebody else.
0: Safe to say his uh, his website is bushwookie.com or .ca.
1: Uh, I think it's bushwookieapparel.ca.
0: All right. I'll make sure to throw throw him in the show notes and go from there. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And what was his name, Dan? No, Dave. Dave. Dave, Dave Ward. Yeah. Very
1: entertaining dude.
0: All right. I'm going to have to pick his brain and harass him. But all Yeah,
1: right. absolutely, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Where can people find you? How can they get a hold of you? How can they buy tools from you?
1: Uh, on instagram so I, I we're off the facebook train i think it's a cesspool um just hatred yep. and spew and if anybody ever talked to the way i see people talk to each other in real life like just it's amazing we wouldn't have more punches to the face. But uh, since we're all cowards behind a keyboard 90% of the time, I tend to stick to Instagram. Uh, there's a lot more positivity and good, good energy and vibes that come from there. So that's why we're only really located on on one on one social media app, uh, and that's black at Black Flag Tool Sales. You can, if, if you're into barbecue and, and you, you kind of want an amateur and a beginner's guide to, to making good stuff on the grill, you can look at at Big Joey Lab Barbecue underscore barbecue i should say okay and, I, and i'll yeah i'm terrible with marketing at that too but uh we're, good, we're gonna try and get better let's get some recipe ideas to see if an idiot like me can grill something like it just it takes you just messing up a few times before you start making good stuff so if you're interested in smoking stuff it, you know i have five different i have five barbecues at this point so so if you can see you know how to cook on a you could, I, I don't know. So I think I've, I haven't done really any hibachi stuff, but I've done open pit grills on there, um, and yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna connect it with the with the hunting pretty soon. Okay. So the barbecue with the hunting, and then connecting that to the veteran to the veteran groups as well. That's up and coming, and you'll you'll see that coming out a lot more this spring. Um, yeah, and at blacklagindustries.ca is is the website. So other than that, that that that's the only way to get a hold of me.
0: Good. I want to pick your brain as soon as we're done here. So don't go anywhere because we're looking at getting a barbecue. <laughs> all,
1: right.
0: So, all right, guys. Well, that's it for today's show. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about anything you heard to, on today's show, feel free to reach out either to myself at chris at veteranwelding.ca or Joe. Um, <clears throat> and we'll get you guys hooked up and sorted out. Anyway, until the next time, or once again, thank you for coming on appreciate it. Thanks for
1: having me, man.
0: No problem. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Cheers. Stay focused. Veteran Welding is your go-to site for your off-road fabrication needs. Need some race-tested brackets, tabs, and trusses for your daily driver, weekend trail rig, or your full tube chassis? Veteran Welding has you covered. Need advice on which parts you should use for your project rig? Veteran Welding has you covered. Or do you want to learn how to weld but you can't find anybody to teach you because you really wanna start expanding your skill set for either work or your personal projects at home, Veteran Welding now has you covered with our online courses. Currently, we offer a TIG 101 course and we'll be adding a MIG 101 soon. For all of your off-road fabrication needs, head on over to veteranweldingcompany.ca. Hey everybody, if you're enjoying the show, please consider heading over to Patreon and supporting this channel. doesn't matter how much you decide to support us with it all goes straight into the show so we can sit there and spend more time on here, helping you guys out, whether it's bringing you more interviews, talking to industry leaders, systems that we are developing, putting into place, helping you develop systems, manage your team. That's what we're here for guys is to help you out. So please, if you are getting value out of this, head on over to Patreon and help support us. I wanna say a thank you to our sponsor, Canada Welding Supply. If you guys are in the market for anything in the welding industry, head on over to canadaweldingsupply.ca. We use them for all of our consumables here at the shop. Everything from MIG wire, TIG wire, grinding discs, zip discs, flap wheels, buffing wheels, you name it, they have it. Matt Crimi and the entire team there are phenomenal. They're knowledgeable and I highly recommend canadaweldingsupply.ca for all of your consumable needs.